0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: The show, sponsored by Straight Realty. Your St. Louis area experts. Why pay more than four? 314-441-4444. Welcome, my friends,
2: to the show
0: this is the show. Come inside the show you're about to start. Now, Kevin Wheeler, Amy Marks Corps, Chris Ranji on KMOX.
1: Great to be with you on a Monday here on the show. Wow, didn't expect that. <laughs> it's good though.
2: It's good. Happy Monday. Time to fly.
1: Chris Raji, Amy Mark Scores, Kevin Wheeler with you here. You can find us on Twitter at the show KMOX. You can hit us up anytime you want during the show. Yep. 314 436 7900 is both the phone line, uh, which we hope to use a little bit later on. It's the text line as well. You can use that at any point. Uh, I had a buddy, go like, it's too many numbers, dude. I'm like, do it once, and then you just have to use the same one you've already used. You don't have to keep putting it in there every time. Not that hard. And he's like, oh.
2: Yeah, that's a you, great, you excellent got me. point. And also, we have a poll up on Twitter we because do. Wheels is going to see Top Gun tonight. He hated the first one because he's a horrible person.
1: No, because Tom Cruise's character Maverick is a jerk. Yeah. And we want to see if Maverick grows up. So we'll. Yeah, so we'll we've see. got a
2: poll. Will Kevin love the new Top Gun or hate the new Top Gun? And that is at the show KMOX on Twitter.
1: That's the big stuff, and you can obviously message us. On that account, we'll reply to all of those. Our individual uh, accounts are on there already listed, so it's at the show, KMOX. Uh, and, of course, 314-436-7900 if you'd like to be a part of the show as a texter or as a caller. And we'll have some things later on that we kind of want to ch- get you guys to chime in on as we go along through the day. What you guys do this weekend? Good? Bad? Busy? Quiet? I know, Amy, you ran, so yep, did yep. that take up the whole weekend?
2: I ran. No, just the mornings, although I did go to a great restaurant. In Wildwood, Botanica. And it's it's from the Six Mile Bridge Brewery guys. So they okay. opened up Botanica and Wildwood. And there was live music. And I got to get your opinion on this. So this guy, he had a guitar, right? As there often is with, a, with a, uh, a live music at a restaurant. And he, this guy went from Dua Lipa on a guitar to Beyonce.
3: Yeah
2: to Darius Rucker, to Neil Diamond, to the Backstreet Boys. Back to back to back to back. Those were the song choices. And my brother and I looked at each other. I was like, oh, wow, this is Dua Leap on a guitar. Oh, he's tackling Beyonce. Neil Diamond.
1: Wait, he tackled her? That's, <laughs> That's right. not a good yeah. idea. Yeah.
2: There are intercontinental ballistic missiles with less range than this guy had on Saturday night at Botanica. He did a great job, but I mean, would you, if I played an instrument, I don't think I would know to, to, I don't know if I would have the guts to grab a guitar and cover all of those bands. No,
3: I think that's, uh, that seems fairly normal now, I guess. I think a lot of people that are playing acoustically have, have figured out how to play the, um, uh, you know, the hits. You don't the think stuff that's that super would,
2: impressive? Beyonce? Well, no, it's,
3: well I, I think anybody who can play a guitar is impressive because I can't do any of that. Yeah. I can't play a. I, I can play a kazoo. Can you really? Well, everybody can. Oh. You should be able to. Can you play a oh, musical
2: I was instrument? have a recorder.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Not unless it's with a <laughs> yeah. remote control for my video game system. It's That's, an Xbox remote. I can do. Like I, I could play Guitar Hero back in the day. That's as musical as I got.
2: I played the guitar. I took guitar lessons and I took piano lessons, and then I, I gave them up for sports. I think that was the height of my hockey days. So all I was just obsessed with being at the rink. But I gave myself a black eye playing. The guitar, because everyone learns the song Hang Down Your Head, Tom Dooley. It's like, hang down yeah your head, yeah, yeah Tom yeah. Dooley. And anyway, I don't know, I'm 11, 12 years old, and I'm trying to pretend like I'm rocking rocking out on this song. And I brought the, the neck of the guitar up, and I put my head down. It was timed wrong, and I, I hit myself in the face.
3: You were very—for uh, somebody who— <laughs> Like, I understand that long-distance running doesn't require well, the you. most coordination.
2: This, no, this was back when I was an athlete, before I was a runner. So then... <laughs> I don't know.
3: It's, you, you're incredible. I know. Like, you're all... I mean, what did you... You broke your toe or something getting up off the couch.
2: Well, I fell off the couch. is that because, what you said? Yes, I fell off the couch and I yeah. broke my toe because my foot fell in between the cushions. Unbelievable. Stuck, it got stuck in between the cushions, so when I went to get up, my foot didn't move. And uh, so my body weight went forward. I finally whipped my foot out from the couch and it went straight into the leg of the coffee table. Mm. Anyway. Last was... night
1: I fell face first into a baby gate.
2: Oh, really? How'd you do that? Whose baby? <laughs> 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 all
1: right. First of all, we we have a baby gate at the top of our stairs to keep our dogs from going where we don't want them to go. So if we, so we don't want them wandering around the basement on their own because sometimes they get into things. They try to eat things or whatever. Yeah. Um. So I we had it closed as I was coming up. I got to about the third step from the top and wasn't paying attention. Did a header straight forward right into the baby gate.
2: Well, your face doesn't look any worse than No, no. That's,
1: that's the beauty of having one that's already damaged. It's just easy to... Well, nah, see, notices. Kevin, you don't age. You don't have any <laughs> facial damage. Nothing you do. And actually, it was like forehead first. And I have a huge forehead, so there's a lot of space there. It's a five head.
2: Really? No, no, you're, you're, you you're for
1: you're so? for it. No, no, you're in good shape. If
2: one of us had to do like a face cream commercial or something, it would be you.
1: For the stuff I wouldn't need? Yeah. <laughs> that's who yeah. they always
2: pick yeah, to do right, those. You
1: want to look like me?
2: Yeah. This girl, they have a commercial, I don't know who it is, but it's some famous singer, and she's like, I use this for my wrinkles. She's 17. That she doesn't have any wrinkles.
1: Wait, re- that's real?
2: Yeah, it was one of the um like Olivia Rodrigo, or one of those. Maybe oh, she's yeah. 19. Yeah, yeah I and think I know
1: what you're a, talking about.
2: She's doing a face yeah, yeah, yeah. Cream commercial. I don't know who that is. Will Olivia sh-
3: Rodrigo? Yeah, she's yeah. a young oh.
2: singer. Oh. Speaking of cosmetic so I- things, this is not, I, this is probably not something we should open the show with, but I'm not going to name names, but two members in my family have high <laughs> butt cracks.
1: Mom and dad? Nope. Oh. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you just say?
2: <laughs> two. <laughs> Members of my family have high butt cracks, and that means it's... What? I know. So, like, it's pool season. You know, there's always that person. You're always telling them to pull up their swimming trunks. So now you can guess it's probably my brother, but you're always telling him to pull up his swimming trunks, and he is... Why would I guess it's your brother? <laughs> well, because I, it's a, I, it was a guy. It's not one of the sisters that okay. are wearing swimming trunks. <laughs> but we've had this conversation, and I, I think there are more people out there with this issue that... They, the 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 plumber look that it just happens more easily for some people than others and i think it's 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 the high butt crack and so <laughs> my
1: brother the world? wants to
2: become an activist so that like if that is you you're not getting constantly yelled at to pull up your swim
1: trunks i i i don't i, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going I on i don't here. think this is a biological problem <laughs> i think this is more of like tie the string on your shorts no it's not i'm it telling is. you
2: it's a thing no if there are people what's the text line 314 If you If you know this is a thing, you can just say yes. I, I, know I mean, some people, people have, have longer
1: legs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, anyway.
3: I just. I, I don't know. Like,
2: I'm telling you it's a thing where you know, your shorts are all the way up and there's nothing you can do about it.
1: They're not all the way up if they're not covering.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. That's the point of this condition.
1: Amy has the. <laughs> I am so confused. She, I'm like, I'm like you just, just pull them up higher. Amy has the best observations. Yeah, that's true. Well, like all of them. That's true.
2: At any rate.
1: Well, th- maybe somebody really else is suffering from, what is it again?
2: A high butt crack.
1: <laughs> if you're suffering, hey, what are you talking about? If you're suffering from HBC, what <laughs> text four <laughs> three There's got to be a drug for it.
2: No, there's not. It's With just like a million made. side effects. It's okay. just how you're made.
1: Oh my God, Amy. There's a drawstring we got Cardinal stuff coming. Can we go back to the weekend? Bit, and we'll go back to the better parts <laughs> of the weekend next up on KMOX.
0: Local news and information direct to your smart speaker. Just say, play KMOX.
1: You're listening to the show on KMOX. Amy Marks, of course, Chris Ronji, Kevin Wheeler, and we have on the text line, by the way, we really love your texts, and we will re- we will absolutely read them uh, because I love doing that. 314-436-7900. Uh, and we'll be taking some calls a little bit later on as well on a couple of topics. But we have a text um, from a couple of minutes ago that backs Amy's HBC claims.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: It's all it says is it's from somebody named Megan. So I don't know if it's somebody you know or if it's oh. somebody that. It's got to be somebody in her says, family. No, yeah, there's
2: it, no one in my family named Megan. It
1: just says yes, exclamation point, HBC, and then Megan.
2: Thank you, Megan. I I'm telling you, it's a thing. That's what my brother said. He's gonna become an HBC activist. He wants high butt crack rice. I, I think
1: this is great that it went from you don't want to name them to just co- throwing your brother out there.
2: <laughs> I know.
3: And, so and I really
1: don't. and you know what? That took exactly three seconds. <laughs> like I don't
2: wanna
3: I don't wanna name any names here, but uh, it was my brother. my brother.
2: No, he you know, yes. Well he's gonna become an activist, so he's out there. The other person I won't name, but it is a real thing.
1: Okay. I, I, first of all, th- three seconds is not is not fast enough to throw your own brother under. I would throw my brother out of there right under, the, like right well, out you, the but gate. But you you wouldn't have even pretended to try to protect your brother. No, that's my point. He's yeah. going right under the bus like yeah. immediately. Yeah. And he knows it.
3: And I'm sure he'd do the same for me. That's brother. I'd rather love. just Amy be honest up front. Yeah. Is what I'm saying.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. part. So HBC was part <laughs> of our weekend conversation. <laughs> Um. Obviously, we didn't get to it yet. We're going to talk more about the Cardinals a little later on. They took three out of five up in Chicago. It's good, not good, not amazing, but good is is good enough. Sixty percent winning. If you're winning sixty percent of your games, you're doing a fine job over the course of 162 games. We'll have more on them later on in the show. Uh, all I know is here's one thing I know. I can't even count the number of people over the weekend. I mean, it's like it's it's like the new. Well, nice day out. It's like oh hey. The gas prices are crazy, yeah. hey! Yeah, it's like it's like the new conversation starter. And they're like you know, can I put? Can I just ask nicely to everybody? Can we just stop?
2: Well, but here's the thing: it's kind of like the weather, and I'm I'm the worst offender when it comes to this. I talk about the weather. The weather happens; it is what it is, and it's every day. And yet, I still talk about it. We literally live in this world about talking about inflation and gas prices and politics. And when I filled up my car yesterday, and it was seventy six dollars, I'm I'm telling you, it still is a bit jarring. It's jarring. That's And it's going up. That's the thing. It's it's not dropping. Uh, there's not really hope in sight right now. And you start thinking ahead like, wow, this is really cutting into my budget. This is cutting into groceries. This means my road trip will cost $400, which is the price of a ticket. I could have flown to that city for as cheap as it will cost me to drive.
3: Yeah. And I, what do we do about it, right? And, and I think we have gotten into this position where – we just we want one person to blame for it it's very easy to do that it happens in sports when a team's not oh, playing well, hey, it's the manager. Fire, fire the no, manager. No,
1: it's not. It's always the hitting coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. hitting, coach, hitting, first. Coach. hitting coach first, hitting yeah, coach first.
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah, because that guy doesn't do anything. Uh, fire the hitting coach, and if not, fire the manager, and then, you, then everything's going to be better. Of course, the Phillies fire Girardi, and then they go 3-0. and But anyway, um, I think we're doing that now. But if you look everywhere, gas prices around the world are literally up very high. All over the place. And it's worse in the UK and in Denmark and in Italy and in Scandinavia. Like all these other countries are, are dealing with the exact same thing. I, I don't know how you combat this. And I'm, I'm still not exactly sure if I'm comfortable with you know the administration trying to go and, and kowtow to Saudi Arabia and then yeah. and, and see if you can get them to produce more oil, which they do kind of hold the cards here. But really... The the number one thing for me is looking at the entire situation, this should be a wake up call to us collectively that we have got to get ourselves off of oil as best we can or at least not rely on it as much as we do so that we don't have to worry about stuff like this. We don't have to worry but- about gas price surging.
2: The truth is right now we don't have the infrastructure to go as green as we need to go and there there's no no, but
3: we got to work toward right, it, but
2: there's no free and you have lunch. to start somewhere. Yeah. And there's no free lunch because even as we look at the the science and the logistics of, for instance, solar panels, geography matters because, you know, how much sunlight you're going to be able to absorb. Also, those solar panels take up a lot of space. So you're looking at land. There's all these different issues and even producing what needs to be produced to make the solar panels. It's not a free lunch. Is it an alternative? Yes. I view that more as a supplement in the sense that we can cut back on our reliance on fossil fuels. I think they'll always play a role uh, in in energy production. But I think if we can cut back so that we can rely more on domestic fossil fuels, that goes a long way. Because being reliant on autocratic regimes, it's not like Saudi Arabia is a great faith actor. No, they're terrible. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, we want to cut back on that type of Dependence. And, Ron, you and I were talking uh, yesterday, too. I, I think you brought up uh, or maybe Kevin brought up te- Ted Cruz, like blaming Biden and all of this. And, you know, you see the language, Bide inflation, or thanks, Joe Biden. And here's the thing. When it comes to actual price of gas, Biden has very, very little to like. Yes, I guess you could say with domestic production, but very, very little control over that. But the reality is. The party in power always takes the blame when things go to heck, whether it's the economy or oil prices. And you right now you have the Democratic Party in the White House. They control the House. They control the Senate. So there there is going to be finger pointing and it's going to be at the Democratic Party.
3: Kevin, I'd like to point something out that Amy just said, go to heck (laughs) when things (laughs) go to heck. Well, you ever heard anybody say that? Yes, you have when I was nine. Oh, when you were nine. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> but okay.
3: All right, so I'm going to ask a bigger. Didn't picture. mean to de- derail that, but I couldn't get past it. I'm sorry. Everything you said after that, I, I didn't. I so didn't hear. So the
1: bigger question about all of this is the what? All right, Because we always say this. We say this about uh, gun laws. We say this about various things. We got to do something. All right. What? Okay. What? Right. We 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 know what things drive inflation. So do we just have to? Eat the crap sandwich that says you got to change your behaviors. It's going to mm-hmm. this is going to suck for a while, but it's the only way to fix it. I mean, well, because, it, because there's no there's no like just do this and it's fixed. There's no such thing. I mean, we do this all the time. We're like, just take this simple thing that my people agree with or that I thought of and it'll fix everything. And it ain't like that.
3: It would be nice. It's the whole world if, right now. If, if collectively, at least as a country, um, if we could get together. And stop saying, look what Biden's doing. Let's blame Biden for this. Okay, let's offer some solutions then. Let's actually get in a room and try to work this thing through. And is there something we can do to change this on a dramatic level? I would argue there's probably not. I would I would argue that there it's, it's very unlikely that even if all the best minds in Congress uh, got together and tried to solve this problem and stopped saying, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. If we did this... I don't know if there is a reasonable solution because it is a worldwide problem, but, but it'd be nice if we at least did that instead of what we actually do.
2: Right. And like I said, I will concede that Biden doesn't have a ton of control uh, over inflation in general. But here's the thing. Biden's Biden promised to return to normal. Biden made all sorts of promises about inflation, about the pandemic, about oil prices that he had no control over whatsoever. And when you overpromise and say, I'm the president who's going to do these things, and then you don't do those things, people start pointing fingers. And I think that's a huge issue is that we have given the executive branch more power than it actually has to borrow from Top Gun. Biden's campaign speeches were writing checks that his position cannot cash He doesn't have that power. Plus, it hasn't been the most successful presidency. He did lie about Afghanistan and just a horrible evacuation. The student loans, which last year he touted as stimulating the economy, now he's saying, nope, we still want to forgive these student loans. And no, 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 they won't add to an already overheated economy. We know it will. At the very least, he could say we are wrong about the economy and stop taking further inflationary measures.
3: Well, I would argue if we don't do something like substantial about it, and again, I'm not sure what power he has to make all of these things happen. Um, People make campaign promises, and I wish they wouldn't do it. Well, you've got to make some sort of promises. You have to tell people I want to do this or I want to do that for you, but you need to do it within reason. You need to say things within reason. The problem is you don't get elected if you do that. So if you want to be in a position where you can affect change... It feels like you have to lie a little bit or you, or, you, or you have to, you know, say you have more power than you actually do, which is a very frustrating, uh, frustrating place for us to be. But that's where we are.
0: Find T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours of what's happening with your Redbirds from the manager himself, Oliver Marmel. Sundays at 10.15 on Sports Open Line. And Wednesday mornings at 9.50.
3: The Ollie Marmel Show. I'm excited for not only the club, but for the fans. This is, a, this is a special year for sure. On KingMOX. It's Monday morning on the show,
1: and... One of these days, what we need to do is we need to start a subscription service to listen to the show that happens during the breaks. Yeah. Because the the show doesn't stop during breaks. No, and I got a potty mouth. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'd have to be a subscription service because somebody would have to choose to hear the language and the stuff that's like satellite or cable.
2: It would be more like a podcast. Right. And it's all off air.
1: There's an idea. Maybe maybe a
3: revenue generator. Hey, we did get a really good. And by the way, you can watch us on Facebook Live if you go to KMOX, um, the the Facebook page. And uh, we had a really good suggestion from Mm. listener Jake, who says, I wish there was a politician who just ran on a no promises. I don't know platform.
1: (laughs) That would be great. I mean, I, I'm what? down with all that. Like, listen, because look, that's the reality of the world. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know when somebody from another it. country is going to invade another country. You don't know when a pandemic is going to come up. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I like. Who is this again? Who said this? Uh, it's, it's Jake. Jake. Yeah. Jake, That's genius, dude. We should have. I mean, seriously. Like, do not make campaign promises. Stop doing it. Well, it's so ludicrous. What are you going to do about this? I don't know. No, oh, you say you know, you just don't go. I will fix it. Like no, here's my plan to try to make it better. You give your plans. The problem is nobody has time for plans. We need we need bumper stickers, we need quotes, we need catchy phrases, we need interesting names for, you know, <laughs> the one that I always come back to is like the thousand points of light. You know, we're always doing these things like we got to have something catchy. Forget catchy, man. Just be real with me. Don't tell me that we can do these things that we can't do just because you want me to cast my vote for you. And I agree with you. So then it's our fault
3: collectively because we, we, we don't gravitate toward the policy people. Like, okay, you can sit there and tell me everything that's wrong. Here's what we're doing wrong. Here's what the Democrats are doing wrong. Okay, what's your better plan then? So, Give me your better plan and lay it out. But we collectively don't want to hear it. We want to hear we the We do not want to
1: eat our vegetables.
3: No, we we just we just want it to be fixed, but we don't want you to to line it up for us and tell us how it's going to be fixed.
2: Well, I think you hit on the crux of an issue here with saying, you know, we don't have a plan. All we say is, well, we don't like this, but we don't have a plan. That's because it is fundamentally and always easier to destroy, dismantle or destruct than it is to create something that actually works that's at the heart of anti-partisanship which is where we are people don't know so much what they believe but they know what they're against right and yeah. they just want to that's be true. against something but then you say okay well what do you want and they don't know and in fact what they want often changes with what the other side says because it's in it's purely reactionary and it's, I don't
1: like you, so if you want it, it's gotta be bad. Yeah. Which of which of you guys sent the, the the I think it was you, Amy, that sent us this over the weekend on Twitter, the link to that piece that shows the gap that's mm-hmm. been gradually increasing. Yeah. Like so it shows, going back to I think the sixties maybe it was, that the that, 80s. The par- 80s, that the two oh. part eighties, that the two parties had a massive overlap in policy. Right? So you had you had uh, like the way it looked was the, there was almost no Um, part of the spectrum that was only red or only blue, it crossed over like 80%, 90%. And it's been gradually going further and further away to the point where right now it doesn't even touch.
2: So what it looked at was it looked at the ideological overlap in the House and in the Senate. And it looked at the most progressive Republican on one side and the most conservative Democrat on the other and then showed the overlap of red and blue lines. In 1982, there were 344 members of the House with some overlap in the Senate. There were 58 members with some overlap in 2013. This is 2013 before 2020, before 2016, 2016 when things Went to heck, Raji. But 2013, you had four members of the House with some ideological overlap and zero members of the Senate with some ideological overlap.
3: The evidence of that is the voting on any any sort of bill when it's it's like two hundred thirty eight to zero, like when Mm -hmm. when everybody is voting for one thing and nobody is opposing it or Senate votes where you will have 49 senators all voting one way from from one party and then zero who are opposing it. It's just like there's – I don't understand how there can't be like, – like how everybody is in lockstep and how there's no dissension whatsoever. That's that's just astounding well,
1: to me we're in that spot. I think when we look at this timeline and when you think about normal people, we're actually going to talk about this in a different way later about how many people have friends across political spectrums, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do you just hang with people who vote like you do or do you hang with multiple group, you know, people with all over that are all over the board? I think most people live, work, hang out with people that are up and down the spectrum left and right and it doesn't really matter day to day. But when when it comes to what happens when the people we vote for have to ca- cast their votes, there's no more of that. There's no more crossover cooperation because and – and I'm looking at this trend, right? This trend started in the 80s, continued into the 90s. So, I mean, it, it's been progressing for 40 years. It's not something that just happened because of Trump. It's not something that just happened because of Obama. It's something that's been gradually happening over time. So what are the other things in society that have happened over that amount of time that coincides with that? Well, number one, we started – in the 80s, we started getting – Cable TV, a lot more information, a lot more coverage, a lot more of everything being blown up. In the 90s, that continued. And obviously, as you get into the 2000s and in the last 10, 15, 20 years, now social media is a part of that. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the more we have this stuff flooding our brains, the more people have to stake their claim. You can't be caught as the person who voted with the other guys. Because it's going to blow up in your face. You're going to get primaried. You're going to get blasted on Twitter. You're going to get blasted on Facebook. And I don't blame social media for any of it because, it's like I said, it's a 40-year progression. And social media didn't exist for those first 20, 25 years. So something has been continuously pushing this. I
2: think a big part of it does go back to the cable news, right? And I'm not saying all of it, but the cable news was able to be a catalyst to accelerate this division because you have the creation of the politics as entertainment industrial complex, where it's almost like a choose-your-own adventure. And then what you have is people increasingly in their political silos, so they're hearing just from a certain side that they want to hear. And David French of The Atlantic pointed out that right now, both sides think they're losing the culture war. They Everybody thinks they're losing.
1: And they're, can I just I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but can I just say, there's no such thing
2: well, but there the, are a lot
1: of issues not, that no, people disagree not. with. But yeah. there's like we we make everything a war. Like it's a yeah. culture war. It's the war on whatever. <laughs> Their disagreements Sorry, is what they yeah. are. Sorry, you you okay? know? Yeah. I there's a difference you. between disagreements Amy. and a concerted effort to drown one thing out.
2: Right. But I will say, like when you're looking at abortions or gay marriage, people think we're losing that, but there are fewer abortions now, even though it's it's still a pro-choice country, and with acceptance of the LGBT community, that's higher than ever as right. well. You can find victories on both sides. There's like half the amount of abortions now so, than there so were in So what's the happened
1: over 40 years in a, in a nutshell is people have stopped talking to each other and have allowed themselves to be talked to. Let's go to Kevin's War on Top Gun next. Yes.
0: The show, sponsored by Straight Realty, your St. Louis area experts. Why pay more than four? 314-441-4444. Chris Ranji. Wonderful bones. Great eyes. And you dress really interesting.
1: On the show. Monday on the show on KMOX. Chris Grongi, Amy Marks, of course, Kevin Wheeler with you here. You guys can hit us up anytime you want. Text line is open, 314-436-7900. You can also call on that line when we're in the middle of a conversation. Uh, if there's something you want to add, you can find us on Twitter, um, at the show KMOX. You can find us right now on Facebook.com slash KMOX 1120. You can see us. And what you could probably see, even though you can't necessarily hear, is that the show never stops. <laughs> we literally just talk through another break. Uh, we just keep on rolling. And obviously, uh, the topics change all the time. And some of them are just continuations of what's on the air. And eventually, some of it will be. So in fact, what we were just talking about will be coming up on the show uh, in about an hour. No, sorry, about in a couple of hours. So if you want to tune in around 1 o'clock, will unveil the mystery of what was being discussed. You'll see why like my arms break. <laughs> my <laughs> arms were flailing I started crying. Coco the monkey. You were not crying. You, yeah, she's crying. He, now, like she's got like she's he got asked tears. me,
2: are you crying? And I said, "Yes." Yeah. And if you want to find out why, want Yeah, well, there you go. There's your yeah.
1: tease. I'll tell you Chris why she's made made a Amy big cry. baby. I'm going to cry tonight probably. Oh god, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> You're uh, going to go into this. All right, so set it up, though. Let you, everybody well, know. All right, yeah, Kevin.
3: Don't know. All right, if you haven't been listening, Kevin despises the original 1986 Top Gun movie because, because? he thinks Maverick
1: is oh. a cocky jerk. Cocky jerk gets unnecessary promotion.
2: Because, okay. because he's uh, Kevin is un-American and a yeah. uh, horrible human. He probably Is it bad that
1: I was rooting for Iceman?
2: What?
3: Is it bad that I was rooting for Iceman? For Iceman? Yeah. He's the same thing. He might be worse.
2: But he's got nice teeth.
3: He does great huh. teeth. Great yeah. teeth.
2: And so that, you're going to see Top Gun tonight.
3: Yeah. With the his the new wife. one. The new one. The new yes. one. The new yes. Top Gun. And with, I just, I, I don't yeah. think you're going to go into it with an open mind. You keep telling oh, no, us I you am. are.
1: I am because it's getting good reviews. The okay. original didn't. It yeah, did okay. not get, it was not particularly well received. And people like it more, I think, in retrospect than they did in real time.
2: You no. do know that Top Gun made $357 million, the original, at the box office. Yep. And it had a 500 Hundred percent boost to Navy recruitment. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good reviews. Yep, it cost fifteen million dollars to make. It brought in three hundred mm-hmm. and fifty-seven million dollars. So, like so
1: it. something that makes a lot of money makes it good.
2: No, people liked it. The response was good from people.
1: I feel it. I view it more. It's like, uh, like it's fast food. Like the Top Gun was fast food. It's not really good, but it's convenient and you'll, it's predictable, and you know what you're gonna get.
2: You know. First of all, you're a bad attitude, man. <laughs> so and, bad. And I'm glad that Ronj and I are not going with you. Although, yeah. I think it would have been a great idea if Ronj and I accidentally showed up at the date with you If you, you and can figure
1: out where we're going, you're welcome.
3: Well, we know the general area you live in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there's
1: probably only
3: one theater by no, you. No,
1: there's quite a few. No,
3: nope, only one. We'll like, figure if it you, out.
1: If you were going to do like a ten mile radius of where we are, there is a lot of theaters. How about this? Kevin lives too far.
3: I, I'm not going out there. Okay, where Kevin lives, it's yeah. way too far.
2: So what would
1: city people?
3: Are, I can't cross the river. I, no, I will cross. Here's my rule. <laughs> it's I will too cross. Far. I will cross one river. Yeah, I'm not crossing two. So I there have... aren't two. Yes, there are.
1: If you go to like the Mississippi, I <laughs> cross the Mississippi the and then go. West
2: End. You don't even, yeah.
1: So you don't even know where you're going. That's a good point. You're I like, will say this. I don't, I don't live in Springfield.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> people might have, as well. People have weird lines that they won't cross. So one of my best friends that I travel with and we're like, I will go to the ends of the world for you unless the ends of the world is a toll road. She said she would not ever visit me if she had to use a toll road. That's how much she doesn't like tolls.
3: How lucky are we that we don't have toll roads around here? We're are very we fortunate. Lucky or
2: are we silly? Well, Everyone
3: probably silly. Drives
2: through St. Louis. We're halfway to wherever you're going.
3: Yeah. Well, I've we got make a
2: killing on tolls.
3: Just in case, I've got an eye pass. If it ever happens,
1: you know, you, you put it up in your car, and God, I still right. have one from. When I lived there twenty years ago, because my, my in-laws are there, so we Northern go up there. To Illinois, visit. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, there are yeah. toll roads yeah. everywhere, everywhere, and the roads are nice though. And then you don't yeah. have to prepare, like you don't have to like pull off and do the cash thing and all that. Because yeah, it's, oh, that sucks.
2: Have you guys ever driven through Kansas? And I have.
3: <laughs> I have not. Thank well, God. I've the eastern part of Kansas, it, like into Lawrence, and that's as far as
2: I've gone. Okay. So did you do that stretch of road where it's like toll road begins and you have to pull off? And then when it says toll road ends, am I the only one that finds that really hard? I always miss the last exit and then they send you a letter and it's super expensive. You know, it's
3: been so long. I don't remember it, but I have uh, had the, uh, the thing where you get a letter in the mail later and it's like, hey, you didn't pay this toll. And it was like, so th- this is so silly, but out of principle, it, it was literally $2.50. Okay. But out of principle, I wrote back and said, oh, no, yes, I did. Like, I found the toll road. <laughs> I found where it was, the exact location. And I'm like, yep, I was there. And I passed by it about 9.15 p.m. So I am not paying that. And then they wrote back, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, and it says, it does seem like you did pay that. You know toll. what I
1: just learned though? So you guys don't know what I just learned? What? Over the last two or three minutes? There is zero chance you guys will ever figure out where, where we're going to be going because you can't even stay on task. You guys, wait, this is turned from Wheeler's going to see a movie that he might make fun of tomorrow. Yeah. And we're gonna figure out where it is to Do you ever drive through Kansas? Don't you hate toll roads? That was Amy's fault, <laughs> but you went right along with it. Yeah, look at him. He's like, like just like the conversation earlier about politics. It's, of course, it's Amy's listen, fault. Ron, Everybody knows it's I Amy's fault. I followed along and did it too, but it's her fault. Amy's listen, fault.
2: Listen, I can tee it up, but no one can make you swing but yourself.
1: The location of our our night, no, Monday night date, is safe because you guys will never stay on task long enough to figure it out.
2: But uh. we have a poll up on Twitter at the show KMOX. You can vote if. You think wheels will love the new Top Gun or hate the new Top Gun? Again,
1: it's it's what I'm reading is that it's actually better than the original. Yeah, I've read that. So then it's a good thing. Uh, well, apparently the the action in it is fantastic. Yes. The way they filmed it, everything's real. And the so action I'm really was really good in that. the first one, but it's not great when the star of the movie is somebody you want to punch in the face. Why do
3: you want to punch Maverick in the face? He's yeah, just and trying not
1: to. Tom Cruise, by the way, like I said, I like his movies. I like Tom Cruise movies. He's good. I, I love, them. but Maverick, Tom Cruise. Maverick was a punk, dude. If you knew Maverick, you would hate him. That's the you would point. totally hate that guy.
2: Everybody hated him. That's the point. Everybody
3: hated Iceman too.
2: Not everybody. And who was I
1: Iceman's? Iceman. Uh, who was slider. Iceman's slider? That guy was a jerk. Slider. I was pulling for you him. Really you really never stinks. heard anything from him. He just kind of like sat in the background, like looking like, hey. Looking big, you're like, "Hey, that's like as his, his role." Well, hey, and if if this, and then please, laughing at
3: Iceman's Man's jokes, and then Goose is dead, like the one
1: oh, nice guy oh, in the whole spoiler. thing. Oh my
2: gosh! Spoiler alert! From 1986, he
1: also, came back and had a very also, successful career. In ER. Sorry, he's but dead. Guy from oh. Revenge of the Nerds can't be cool. fire to pilot.
2: Is that the new one or the old one?
1: The old one, <laughs> Anthony Edwards. Come on, man. Oh, oh, Anthony Edwards. I don't, well, you could. Yeah, sure, you could. How, okay. could. how could I see one of those things? He was first a co-pilot, then, but he was supposed to be cool. The Revenge of the Nerds guy can't be cool. I don't think he was supposed to be cool. He just a, he's a, He was a fun-loving guy.
2: Our eighty-seven votes so far. Fifty percent say say he'll love it. Forty-nine point four say he'll hate it.
1: It's close. All right, hang tight. We're gonna get your opinion on this. Coming up next: 314-436-7900. How many friends do you keep on that other side of the aisle?